Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to the Umarpreneur podcast. And today I have with me a very special guest. I know I always say that, guys, but I only bring on special guests. So this is what we do at Umarpreneur. And I have with me sister Masuma, who actually is launching and is just about to be released very, very soon Kids Bolo. And I don't want to spoil what it's about and what the idea is. So I want to ask you, Masuma, if you can share a few words on what this is that you're launching, inshallah. Yeah. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, Sayyid, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, we're going to have a great conversation. Um, I'm going to try. Um, so we're Kids Bolo. Um, we are a husband-wife duo. So it's um, I'm half of Kids Bolo and then my husband Hamid is another half. Uh, and we publish children's Urdu resources um, to help kids in the West um, kind of uh, pick up on the language concepts and retain the language. So pretty much finding resources and creating resources for second generation children um, and okay. Urdu resources. We have just launched our first Urdu talking pen, nine new Urdu books, um, and all geared towards um, second generation kids who don't consider Urdu their second language. Um, mm. They know of Urdu, but they don't know a lot of it. So we find it, we've created resources that are a little bit inclusive and um, easy to understand. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So I always like, like to start right at the beginning of the story. And I'm guessing that you weren't always an entrepreneur. Something happened, something inspired you to even create this product. So mm -hmm. tell me about that. What are you actually, you know, before becoming an entrepreneur, what were you? Were you uh, a doctor, an engineer, lawyer? Mm -hmm. What was your profession? So I um, have a degree in psychology, uh, okay, awesome. massive passion. I, I love psychology. So awesome. I did uh, my BA in psychology and then did my master's in early childhood studies. Okay. That's where this passion comes from, working with kids or working for kids. And then I ended up um, working for several years in the not-for-profit sector, working with um, um, racialized youth um, in the East Scarborough, uh, underserved communities, kind of bringing them back into uh, the game, as I say, of, yeah. of academics and kind of um, um, helping them out um, socially and emotionally. So I have been doing that for several years now. This passion came through that. Um, and to be honest, say that I think the one sentence that comes to mind is that in grade eight, which was years ago, um, a teacher of mine actually looked at me. I don't know what I did, but he looked at me and he said, you know what, um, you're going to be a great entrepreneur one day. Um, and I didn't even know what an entrepreneur meant back then. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're 14, you're 13. And, um, and he said that, and I still remember um, that he saw something in me and it stuck. I guess in uh, in my mind, and here we are uh, again working with and for children. Amazing! So I really love that, mashallah. So it's, it's you know the reason why I ask that is because it's interesting. Sometimes it doesn't always happen, but sometimes the someone's background, and I think th that's when the best best businesses are built. Really, is when your background professionally in your career ends up aligning with what you end up doing in your business. And a lot of people think that, oh, my business should be completely different from what I normally do in my day to day. You know, I'm doing, uh, let's say, you know, engineering, but I'm going to build this product or this hijab business or, you know, yeah. this online store. And it's these two drastically different things. Whereas, you know, something that when you do something that aligns with what you've always been doing, number one, it's easier because you're an expert. You already have that experience. You have that industry know-how. And number two is that it perfectly aligns with your journey and yeah. you know just your natural step forward. So it's really beautiful to see how, you know, this is almost a continuation of what you've always been doing. Yeah. So what sparked it? What was that moment? Do you recall the specific moment when you came up with the idea for Kids Bolo, when you, when, when you had that image in your mind that, this is something that I should create. 
Yeah, um, uh, absolutely. So it's actually, it's related to my husband. Um, he, so I, to give you a little bit of history. So I was born in Pakistan, yeah. um, stayed in Pakistan until I was 12. So I knew how to read Urdu. I was taught how to write Urdu. So it was fine. My husband, however, he was born in Pakistan, but lived in the Middle East uh, till he was 12. So he can read Urdu, but he was very, um, he, he paused a lot. Mm. The specific moment, if I had to pinpoint, was I think when we asked people when, you know, family would go back to Pakistan and would say, can you please bring back some Urdu storybooks for our kids? And they would bring them back and and uh, very thankful for the, you know, for having those books. But they were all in Urdu script. So there was one specific moment where my, you know, at night we would be reading these books to our kids and I would be kind of skimming through them. And then comes my husband and he would pause many, many times to the point of losing the plot. And he would be wondering, well, my kid has lost interest now. And that was the point where we said, we both sat down and we said, you know what, there has to be a better way. There has mm -hmm. to be a better way where my child is connected to the books and so am I, right, as a parent. And that's when we said, okay, you know what, let's create these books in Roman Urdu, which is um, writing the Urdu script alongside the Urdu traditional script, writing it with the English alphabet. So now kids can also pick up on it. Parents who don't know the script can also read it. That was a pivotal moment one night where we said, yeah, let's think about this in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's it's really, uh, it's nice to hear that because every great business is built on a problem that you initially are trying to solve for yourself. Yeah. And then you decide, well, what if other people are facing the same problem? Let me go ahead and build it. Now, you did something very unique, uh, Musuma, which which is really impressive. And uh, it, I really enjoyed it when I saw it. You didn't just say, I'm going to release another children's book. You know, you didn't just say, I'm going to teach them the Urdu script in a certain way where it's easier to understand, which is normally what people would default to. You then created a very unique and differentiated product where you have this talking pen. So tell yeah. me about that. Tell me, how did you even come up with this? So that's our passion project. We are so mm -hmm. excited for this. You have no idea. We've been excited for this since the moment we came up with this idea. Mm -hmm. So the idea is a novel, right? Like the other languages have done this. Uh, you know, we have the talking pen for Quran, right? So yeah. that concept exists, but it has never been done before for Urdu. Mm. So, and thankfully, um, and I always say, you know, Allah ka shukar that, you know, we're connected to um, Arabic in that yeah. sense as well, where we knew a talking pen existed for the, you know, reading uh, the Quran. So we said, you know what, let's just do something for Urdu. Um, connect, it, it, we're living in a generation where we're very technology focused, right? Kids are on iPads, kids, you know, they have, we're competing with a lot of um, uh, cartoons and a lot of games that are not in our language. So we said, you know right. what, let's create something, which is a talking pen, that if a kid picks up our book, um, it's not an overwhelming product. What they can do is that they can look through a book, even if they have no idea what they're reading, they can use that pen, tap it, and the book speaks for them, right? Mm -hmm. So we we are so excited. This this pen has been, uh, uh, you know, we've worked really hard on it for the past year, um, and every single sound, every single thing had to be coded. Um, yeah. You know, so we're, it's, we call it our, our passion project. How did you even go about, and, and I'm asking you this because this is an entrepreneurship podcast yeah. and I know people listening to this are super curious, right? Because they come up with great ideas. They're like, I have this idea for a hammer or this thing or whatever, and yeah. uh, I want to create it. But how do you go and cr create a product when you come up with a product? What was your process? Yeah, so we actually, um, the first and foremost process, we've always had this process, is that when we come up with an idea, we make sure that we have research to back it. 
-hmm. um, if it's a brand new product, um, then when I say when I say research, it's pretty much market research, right? Like okay. talking to yeah. other parents, talking to kids, um, you know, asking them, hey, we're about to create something. Does this even make sense to you? Is that mm -hmm. something that you're excited to um, envision, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, we did market research. Um, market research, tons of it. Um, and then what we did was then we um, connected with suppliers in China. Um, right. And we said, you know, this is our plan. This is our product. Uh, we've created something. Uh, are you able to, to create it for us? Right. Yeah. Um, and we connected with multiple suppliers. To be honest, when we created this, we tested, we created a lot of prototypes mm -hmm. um, because this is a product that you can't necessarily mess up yeah. um, because it's technology everything is coded so we created them we tested them in the market we talked to the parents and then what we did was we went and said okay hey we found a supplier are you able yeah. to create this for us exactly in the manner that we're envisioning it when we found the right supplier that fit our image and our values and you know uh, our vision then we asked them to send us literally like five to ten prototypes um, okay. to choose from yeah. Then we all, again, the research process, testing everything, then chose the one that fit the best and went forward with it. Awesome. So you then, you then went, you know, that's an interesting question, actually, before I've, there was one question I'll get to, but then I'm like, you know what, there's something else I want to ask. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're creating something from scratch. You're creating something that has never been done before. Now, I've, I haven't really made research if there's talking pens. Maybe it's been done, but you're the first one that I see, at least for me. So even if there was, they're not very popular. So you are bringing this concept and this new idea to life. And because of that, the market research for this is a little bit different. A lot of people, you know, when they, they're trying to do something new, they might be confused when it comes to the market research phase because they're like, well, this is a new solution. So there's no really no one, other businesses I can research or no other people that are doing this. Mm -hmm. So what was your process to go through the market research? So uh, we engaged with many parents. I, I've mm -hmm. lost count now. Um, I would say more than 100 parents and children that we connected with. Um, and our market research is very uh, qualitative basis. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we make sure that we see people using it and we're kind of judging their expressions and the easy, you know, is it easy to navigate? Is it innovative? So uh, we did we did a lot of that. Um, and and then kind of connecting back to Pakistan, right? And, and saying, hey, you know what? There are teachers in Pakistan um, who can who can actually help us with the editing and the text and and uh, you tell us as a teacher if the stories make sense. So mm -hmm. letting people know that right now, the nine books that we have, um, Hamid and I have written them ourselves. Um, so when we say that we go to parents and ask them to read them and have them kind of um, tell us if they make sense is because of that, because right. they're stories that we've, we've written ourselves. So we're hoping that people like them and um, and uh, we've added cultural kind of inputs in he in each story as well. Yeah. I mean, seeing seeing your product, I was just like, wow, this is such a great idea. I don't even speak Urdu, but I want it just because it's so yeah. cool. And uh, I'm like, you know, what? it would be really cool if you guys maybe in the future, I don't know if you plan to, but I'm just saying side note. I mean, if you yeah. think of doing an Arabic one, we would love to, we would love yeah. it. But, you know, for people like myself, we're, but, thinking, uh, we're, think, we're always thinking. <laughs> we're yeah. thinking. yeah, exactly. Because that's it's such an amazing idea. And I think it's such a cool and fun way to have your children learn a language because yeah. You know, not only now, and, and we kind of know this, and I'm sure you know this as well, being an educator, yeah. in that 
the more the, the more you can provide information through different channels, right? So whether it's audio, whether it's visual, like through yeah. reading, um, the better the information retention becomes, right? They, they can retain that information better. So not only now are they reading, but they are hearing the words, they are yeah. listening as well. And that doubles uh, the learning process, it speeds yeah. it up, it helps them retain it uh, for longer. So there's it's only it's only there's only benefits really to uh, to having that as an addition. So it's really nice, mashallah. So you are launching this soon. Do you have a release date for uh, this product or not yet? Um, so pre-orders have started already. Um, mm -hmm. We officially launched um, March 1st. Okay. And um, right now we're doing pre-orders um, and they people should have this product in their homes, inshallah, uh, beginning of May. Okay. Um, yeah, so it has launched, uh, we have released everything that is related to it. So, yeah. So you are using as well, crowdfunding as one of the ways yeah. to, uh, essentially re release or launch, have that first wave uh, of launching your product where it's the first release to the people and they can pre-order it and they'll get it shipped. And that's kind of like that. Not only does it help you build that hype initially, but it also helps you get the funding necessary yeah. to place that initial huge yeah. order to your manufacturer, right? Yes. Uh, which is so key when you're building a, product, a physical product like this. Mm -hmm. So it allows you to get the funding. And then with that funding, you can go and place the order and you can manufacture more and you can release it. Yeah. So for you, what was what was it that sparked the idea of going for a crowdfunding campaign as yeah. the way to launch this product? You know what? Exactly the points that you just you said already. It's it's mm -hmm. that concept of so we started um, hyping it up. I use the word hype because for yeah. a crowdfunding, it, you have to kind of hype up 100%. the product um, yeah. months before. So we started two months before March 1st um, and we just kept telling people what's coming, right? What's coming, what's coming. Um, this is an innovative product. We kept um, for the last year, we've been collecting emails, right? We've been making sure our, our database in terms of emails is, is solid, um, mm -hmm. created hype. And then we chose crowdfunding for the reason that you said that it gives mm -hmm. you that financial means of kind of envisioning and, and, and strategizing what's to come. And it gives that, you know, that one month is crucial in terms of pre-orders and um, and that. So we went with crowdfunding for that reason that it, we're making sure that during this month we are giving the, the lowest prices possible. That's the benefit of pre-ordering. Um, and also because we can get it in bulk, right? We can see that, hey, is there even traction? Is there even a res uh, response? And mashallah, alhamdulillah. The response has been amazing. <laughs> Did you expect that? I mean, just to just to reveal, can you do you mind sharing with us what you guys are? What was your initial target, and where where are you at right now? So, this is actually a great question. So, we are our target was always, um, um, obviously, we we can go higher, right? Our target would have been like 70, 75. and but we were like, you know what? If we get to fifty, that's a good goal. That's a mm -hmm. great achievement. Yeah. Then literally a week before the campaign was going live, you know, you have self-doubt. Um, yeah. So my husband and I sat down. We're like, you know what? Let's make this 30 because yeah. what if we don't make it? What if we don't make it? So you'd rather look like that you've made it at a low goal yes. than be really far off from your goal, like in 30 days. So yeah. self-doubt took over. Uh, Allah knew better. Um, we made it 30 and within four days we reached 30. Um, Mashallah. Um, and then we said, okay, then let's go back to 50. And then now 
alhamdulillah we're almost at 38 um yeah, so amazing god knows best uh, we have self doubts as humans um yeah. but alhamdulillah you know the response has been phenomenal phenomenal yeah. phenomenal yeah. And that's when you know you have a good product. That's honestly how you know you have a good offer. Like really the core of business that people really fail to understand when they start a business and they feel like it's so hard to sell, it's so hard to find clients. And then they think, well, you know what? The issue is the marketing, it's the sales, it's I gotta get better at persuasion and at finding the right people, at funnels and ads. But really when you have a great product, when you have a great offer, right? And the offer can be a product, it can be a service. When you have a great offer in your business, you're telling people, I'm gonna solve this problem for you and this is how we're gonna solve it. And they can feel that they see what it is they're offering and they can truly see how it solves their problem. And for you to solve the problem of teaching children yeah. how to learn Urdu as a second language mm -hmm. and helping them do this in a way that is fun, that is engaging, that is easy, that is simple, that increases information retention, they can see that and they're like, wow, this, this is the best way to solve my problem. Yeah. I'm in, right? It's as yeah. simple as that. You have a good yeah. product and Thank people you. are showing you they have a good product with their money. And that's what matters the most, right? Yes, and, yeah. and, and we can't, you have, oh, every yeah. single time um, someone purchases or someone pre-orders or someone, People take the time out. People are really generous with their compliments. And, and I'm not saying it's because of our product. It's because yeah. they're just, just generous. Mm -hmm. They come out on our social media and they're constantly sending us duas. And, and I always say this is my personal belief in life that a person who ends a message or a conversation with a dua has a different heart, like has mm -hmm. a heart that's you know softer and that just just generous. And people come out and they send us messages. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, you know people and then obviously you know first and foremost you know Allah right because like yeah. the, he he got us to this point he gave us the idea and then people made it happen so mm -hmm. I'm extremely humbled um yeah and uh really overwhelmed seeing yeah. the support mashallah definitely I grant you an increase in what you're experiencing and allow you to go as far as as you can really uh to serve more people and help them you know through this mission because it's a noble mission that you have here teaching people a language there's nothing more beautiful mm -hmm. so I want to talk a little bit about the crowdfunding, right? A lot of people listening to this might be curious about launching their own crowdfunding campaigns. Hey, maybe that's a good way for me to launch my business or launch, you know, the next thing that I'm going to do. Um, and I won't lie, there, this is something that we are considering for an upcoming uh, software that we're currently working on. Yeah. And so I want to ask you, we did a lot of studies on what it takes to create a proper crowdfunding campaign. And it's definitely not as simple as just being like, hey, that's my product, invest. It's yeah. a lot more than that, right? Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't want to spoil what we've learned so far because I want you to share yeah. your learnings. What did you What did you see was the most important thing about creating a successful crowdfunding campaign? Um, yeah, d two things. I would say before the crowdfunding goes live, the amount of work that is required to um, kind of spread the word, that... Mm -hmm strategy has to be very, very clear cut and very, um, uh, I, I say, you know, it's not just one branch. You have to, you have to create a, I keep saying database, you know, right. email subscribers. So every single time we posted something before the crowdfunding began, our call to action was please subscribe to our email list. If you want to know more about mm -hmm. the special pricing, please subscribe. So we ended up having around 3000, you know, email subscribers and just through social media. Right. And this is in the works of two months of just Amazing. asking people, asking people. 
Um, and then I think the second part is that once the crowdfunding goes live, I think that's when the work gets in some shape or form harder because the first week, as I'm sure everyone knows, and you know, too, the first week of the crowdfunding is strong. Then the last week of crowdfunding can also be strong. The middle is where you, you have to find innovative and creative ways to reach Mm -hmm. out to people, right? Where people who haven't purchased yet will say, they, they have two weeks left in the campaign. We'll come back at the last week, right? Mm-hmm. But what are we doing to sustain that goal in the middle? That's the hardest part. And I actually, at my work, I'm I, I'm the manager of stewardship and sustainability. And that's exactly my role is the fundraising and campaigns, right? And that's yeah. the part where people struggle the most with. So finding creative marketing strategies, connecting with people throughout, doing things like, you know, thank mm-hmm thanking you again for giving me this opportunity to be here, you know, kind of putting these things in throughout the campaign, like making sure your schedule is packed before the campaign goes live. And I cannot stress that enough for a successful crowdfunding for sure. Definitely. Those, those are some amazing, amazing tips. And I actually learned a lot listening to this and I'm going to send this episode to my team. I'm like, guys, we need to hear this out. Uh, this is so important. Um, one thing as well that I loved and that I, that I want to add on top of that, uh, which is a little bit more specific, but you yeah. executed it beautifully is that within your crowdfunding campaign, you are inspiring people to take action by sharing with them the story behind the product or business, right? And that is so important in that it's not just about um, an Urdu talking pen or uh, a a children's books. It's about the story behind what it means to have this product and why it's important and why we should teach our kids Urdu and how this is gonna make your lives easier to do do this and the difference you're gonna experience when you buy this product in your family and with your kids as you're teaching them Urdu. And that's the focus, right? The result that they get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I think I think yeah. the personal connection, I think people, uh, it's uh, social media is a tricky place mm-hmm. um, to navigate uh, the balance between personal and professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and there's no harm in if you're promoting something professional, connect with connect people with the personal aspect of your business, right? Because, you know, connect with their emotions, like the why is so important, because people are giving you their money, right? And you have to let them know that there's, you know, we've worked hard on this, but we've done this for, we started doing this for our kids, but we realized very quickly that this is for all of our kids, right? It's it's yeah. not just exclusive, and why not just one? Why just one language? We might yeah. expand into other languages. So I think absolutely that personal connection is is key. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I, one thing that I want to go to right now in terms of the conversation is for you going through this journey as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you felt like you were challenged at times and maybe like you were in over your head and like you were doing things and you're like, oh man, this is going quickly or I have to learn this skill to catch up and I have to do this quickly. And I mean, I experienced this in my business uh, almost every other day. So what has that, what has this journey been like for you and how have you managed to kind of keep up that momentum and that consistency in your business? And also what do you do when you need some help? I go to my husband. <laughs> I, go, I go to the other half of the business right. who, who's, uh, I always say he's the better half. Um, uh, but yeah, I, for, for example, we balance each other in a way where it's, you know, I'm okay and comfortable with, with, you know, conversations and, and coming up with curriculum and, and, and worksheets and all of that for kids and books yeah. and stories. And he's comfortable on the tech side, right. Where it's, 
the whole crowdfunding and the planning for it and um, the, the coding of pen, you know, like that. I mean, I would have to learn that and I would right. go to him for, for that support. And then he comes to me when it comes to the, the um, kind of going diving into a kid's brain and seeing, yeah. hey, would they even like this? Right. Yeah. Um, so all story times that we've done, it's been me yeah. <laughs> and all, you know, uh, the tech stuff is is mostly him so um yeah i would say i go to him and, and i knock on you know like hey, i'm stuck <laughs> wow. I need to, it's yeah. I, it's so important to have a partner someone in in your life that you can turn to and if you're not married and you're listening to this you know it yeah. can even be a mentor a coach yeah. someone that you can go to for support right Absolutely. um for you for you i'm very curious as a team have you guys worked with any mentors to kind of guide you throughout your business or have you been figuring this out on your own um, no, absolutely. I think our mentors um, have all, we've had mentors from the strategic business sense that, hey, mm -hmm. does this model make sense, right? We created a full business deck um, and, um, you know, kind of people who've done this before and not necessarily in the education or, or children's book field. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. generally from a business perspective. Um, and we've definitely have had meetings with them and have presented, a, you know, the whole deck to them and have said, hey, does this model make sense to you? From a business perspective, do these numbers make sense to you? Do, does this vision make sense to you? And they give us very candid feedback, and that's what a mentor mm -hmm. should do, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we also have mentors um, on social media where we've had teachers just review our products and, and we take full, um, their, their feedback is very important to us because they've worked mm -hmm. with kids before um, from the administrator you know, uh, way. So we have mentors, absolutely. And I firmly believe you need to have a mentor um, or mentors throughout your business journey. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And I was curious as well, because Michelle, you're executing so well. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this, this, this definitely, you know, there has to be some sort of guidance there. And I think that's also one of the traits of the best entrepreneurs is that hum humility where mm -hmm. they don't feel like they can do everything yeah. on their own. And I think that's yeah. so important to have yeah. that humility to say, well, I do need that outside advice. I do need that help. I do need that support because that's what's going to allow me to reach my goals faster yeah. than if I were to always try to go through that trial and error process on my own. Yeah. Do you write the stories in the books yourself? Yes. Um, okay. At this point in time, yes, we are. Okay. We have written um, all of these nine books. So that you see, I don't know if you can see the three are just kind of here. Okay, yeah, um, I see them. We have nine books. We've written all of them ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. The concepts are original. We've kept the story. We, so we have three steps, um, mm -hmm. Urdu words, Urdu sentences, and Urdu stories. Yeah. So we have created them from um, like a gradual learning you know, making sure that not every child is at the same level. We understand that and we we respect that. So the first or the words are just one word mm -hmm. sentence, uh, one word, sorry, one words, right? Uh, with yep. images. And the second one is building a sentence. The third is stories. All of them have been done, um, written by us. Yes. What was your goal when, when, it, when you were writing those stories? What were the emotions, the values that you wanted to convey? What can people expect from these, from these stories they're going to find in these books? You know what? I use the word cool a lot because I think what has happened is that because we've gotten busy in our lives and right, you know, rightfully so, there's so much that we're doing on a daily basis, um, extracurricular with our kids and, and so many other things that we're like, you know what? How do we make Urdu look and sound cool again? Because mm -hmm. it's a different script. It's a different traditional script. And a child who's born here might have never have ever seen that script before. So how do we make it cool? So all these stories and the concepts that were written, we have 
we have tried really hard to insert the cool factor right. because our books are designed for ages around three to eight. Um, we've yeah. had a teenager read it too, and thankfully they liked it because again, we had the storybook option. Um, we have a grown up actually, and and um, he he wanted to he purchased our books because he said, listen, it, it'll make it easier for me to communicate with my uh, wife's mm-hmm. family, right? My yeah. in-laws. Um, so we have a lot of uh, couples who purchase, a lot of kids. So we kept that cool factor. We really tried really hard um, to keep the cool cool factor in like somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> for example, in one of our books, we made sure that we um, talked about how our names are oftentimes mispronounced right as Mm -hmm. children of immigrant you know as immigrants ourselves and um so our one entire book is on that how a five-year-old is navigating her name being mispronounced in a playground right Right, so we've tried we've tried really hard that's amazing Michelle. i'm really really excited uh to see you know the the completion of the launch and uh, seeing this product in people's hands and then testing it out and loving it um and hopefully also what you release in the future uh given that what you what you're doing right now is so awesome i can't wait to see what's next do you have an idea of what's next right now or is is the is the launch like your main priority at the moment oh we we have we we're we're always thinking our brains are always turning uh in terms of because when we come up with an idea it takes about six months for it to even come into fruition right Mm -hmm. um so we actually had our launch event in toronto in mississauga um a couple of two weeks ago and we unveiled exactly what our plans are so this crowdfunding inshallah if you know if i won't even say if because then that's again self-doubt i'm gonna say when it does when it concludes and we reach our goal um our plan is that we're going to go straight into phase two which would be conversational urdu classes um and so we will kind of offer the tutoring aspect of the language conversational Then phase three would be right after that would be videos. Um, so populating YouTube um, and kind of giving that access to kids uh, to watch um, electronically. Yeah. And the fourth is where, again, as as excited we are for the pen, I think we're super excited for an app. So I'm right. hope, we're hoping that we're able to kind of release a prototype for an app. Um, closer to the end of this year, inshallah. Amazing, amazing. I love all of that. This all sounds amazing. It's the natural progression of what you're what you're doing right now. So where can people go to connect with you, to follow you on this journey, to stay up to date with everything you release and um, even, you know, uh, take purchase a product or, you know, give their support to the crowdfunding that you're doing right now? Yeah. Um, so our social media account is Kids Bolo. Mm-hmm. Um, kids and B-O-L-O, which means awesome. speak. Um, and our launch, uh, good campaign is launch.kidsbolo.com. Um, you go, again, the link is in our social media. If you don't have Instagram, then it's launch.kidsbolo.com. You go to that website, you click on support, and then you're able to see all the packages heavily discounted during this campaign um, on that page. And if you like what you see, then that's the page where you can, you know, pre-order. Awesome. So we're going to make sure to include those links in the video description. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple podcasts, then go and check the show notes and you'll have the descriptions uh, linked there for the Instagram and for the crowdfunding campaign. If you want to go and uh, support this and trust me, guys, if you are interested in learning Urdu or, or sorry, teaching Urdu your kids, honestly, because I want it for myself. So that's why I'm <laughs> saying it. But if you are, if you want to help your kids learn Urdu in a way that is fun, that is engaging, that keeps them interested. And most importantly, that will help them retain the information.
information longer because it's both mm -hmm. visual and audio, then I definitely encourage you to go and check this out and give your support. This is a startup business that where they're trying to do something amazing in helping bring Urdu into more homes. And you know, there's no way you can lose by supporting this mission. It's absolutely like just wonderful, mashallah. So may Allah grant you success in your uh, mission um, and really allow you to see through all of these goals and um, everything you should have just shared with me about the app and everything you plan to launch. And inshallah, inshallah. Just keep us in your prayers. Honestly, we've, we've come this far because of prayers of our parents and of all, you know, the well-wishers. So I appreciate, yeah. really appreciate. Awesome. Um, the, the, pleasure was, the pleasure was definitely all mine. Jazakallah khair for joining me on this podcast. It was a, a beautiful conversation. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Thayya. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And you know the drill, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, we want you to go and make sure that you show us your love and support by rating this podcast. So if you're on the Apple Podcast app, go and give us a rating and let us know how you like it. And if you're watching on YouTube or anywhere else, go and subscribe. Do what you need to do, but show us your love and support because we take a lot of time to bring you these amazing entrepreneurs uh, and making sure that we share the best value on this podcast. So inshallah, we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa